0: hey everybody alex here we're off this week so we can play elden ring lost ark and destiny 2 the witch queen or maybe we're just lazy when aaron's out who knows regardless we decided to unvault one of our episodes from the beginning of the pandemic where we discussed toilet paper shortages the uh, dark souls of shooters or maybe it's about to be considered the elden ring of shooters uh who knows we'll have to see how good that game is um We hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you in two weeks, so sit back, relax, and enjoy Flashback Episode 100, Doom, Animal Crossing, Social Distancing, and Dumb Movies.
1: Welcome to the Forecast episode 100. 100. Uh, it has taken us a long time to get here, but here we are. Um, we started this podcast way back in 2015. Isn't that crazy? a long freaking time. I was but a boy back then.
2: Ah, <sighs> Man.
1: Anyway, Forecast is a bi weekly podcast produced on Thursdays. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you would like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash we horizon community, or you can come hang out on our discord channel, or you can check out our website at WeirdHorizon.com. We have a bunch of original content there for you to browse through. And additionally, everything we talk about in our podcast, just like every week is going to be pushed out to our cast notes. Uh, so whatever podcasting app you're using, you can see exactly what we're talking about, get a direct link to it and be able to reference um, everything that we're discussing. I am Aaron, and I am joined by a couple additional people this week. Alex, hello, how's it going? Jake, John, uh, that's me. I'm here. Caleb, hey, that's me. And Owie. hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals.
2: <laughs>
1: I thought, actually, you know what? I thought this week we would start off with some some big news because this is our hundredth podcast. It is. So yeah, do I want to start special, off like, with big news, which we don't big, big do news. normally. D- no, no. I want to start off with some big news, which is about sponsorships. Okay. And Ooh. the big news is we have no sponsorships. <laughs> oh, yeah, as up. always,
3: keep that so, big money out of here. Woo, woo,
1: woo! Yeah, that's right. We're not this, this is the, the journalism that, that you
4: want. Independent. Right. <laughs> exactly. We We're are not, not 100% out. by
1: anyone. We are not selling out to anybody. We
0: don't want to be unless paid they offer us money. In, the economy, in which case. It will probably sell out. Yeah,
1: Rage Shatter Legends, if you're out there.
4: (laughs) Dollar Shave Club, just whatever you need. Pretty
1: much anything, really. I mean, it doesn't even matter. Squarespace, let's do it all. It'll be great. We use Squarespace. I know. They should sponsor us. This podcast is sponsored by... Oh, sorry. Never mind. Uh, Let's start with uh, one of our newest newest segments, which is Alex Time 1.3. I don't even know why is it. Why is it 1.3? This is the like, third like, time he's accomplished it. I yeah, did that like two mean, different like
0: ones, and, 1. and, now 1. and now it's on 1.3. Okay. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ. Okay, We're not moving to 2.0 until there's like a radical change in the formula. I, all I agree.
1: Right, right. All right. Well, let's do... Which you uh, would think
0: would be like a big thing for episode 100, but we're not doing you, anything you different so. for episode 100. But literally,
1: 100, so. no one spent any time doing anything different, which is, I mean, just classically hey, our
3: podcast. Well, okay. I came at you guys with a... A story about a governor telling you to shove corn up your
2: ass. That's
1: <laughs> Listen, hot. Two weeks That's ago, spicy. we started with an episode where we all debated whether or not spaghetti was an actual dish. Mm. Like an actual mm. meal.
0: If that was yeah, let dinner. me tell you
4: something. As someone that listened to that podcast, it hurt. It hurt a lot.
1: <laughs> Jake, Owen's listened to at least one more podcast than you have of ours. I mean shameful really (laughs) it's
4: embarrassing I don't
3: know if you know this but I listen to
4: all of our podcasts I'm in the I still listen to the ones I'm in them
0: you listen you like start a segment that you start talking about you're like yeah this is good stuff this is is good content right here
4: because I make notes of stuff that I can do better next week
2: Yeah. I'm so proud. I mean, of you still serious. haven't improved. That's weird. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
3: Maybe better notes. I don't know. Okay.
2: Back to the newest I can't segment. roll my own handwriting.
1: <laughs> Let's do some Alex Time 1.0 version three. That yeah. Or third One point try. Three. What? No, 1.3 doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, it's 1.3. Like, it's the 1.0 version. We haven't even made incremental it's version adjustments 1.3. since the first time. It's literally the same thing. All right, fine. Alex Time 1.3 take it away
0: alex yeah we talked about some other stuff before uh can't remember those segments but no we didn't do music (laughs) (laughs) top 10 songs of the decade
1: you also did top 10 most influential um video games
0: video games and then you did top 10
1: tech innovations yeah there we go i don't know about did you do another one that's just the third one so no you wouldn't
0: have yeah um, well, these are the best selling slash most played songs according to Billboard for the 2010s. I swear so if there's 10, a Nickelback song in here, I'm going to be upset. I don't think. Number 10, Rolling in the Deep by Adele. Good song. Ooh, great okay. song. All right. Uh, number nine, Despacito. Wait, Despacito's We've,
1: only number nine?
0: We, we you started would would high. higher, right? Ah,
1: yeah. We, we started higher. higher and then we just took a freaking nosedive.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to agree with uh, it. Number eight, somebody that I used to know. Oh. Mm. What? That like
4: oh, came in the last decade? Oh okay. I mean, yeah, that
0: was alright, alright. Wow. Uh number seven. Late to the late to the game, but still coming in seventh place, Old Town Road. Yeah, wow. yeah. as popularized oh, by talking Fallout about.
3: 76. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the masterpiece
1: game. Masterpiece.
0: Uh number six, We Found Love by Rihanna, featuring Calvin Harris. Okay. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's just like a regular pop song. Girls, sure. you, uh, girls like you by Maroon Five is number five.
2: Okay, wow, they, that's a coincidence. That's, that that. That's coincidence, five. number that's a five, cold Maroon shot. Five. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, number four is Closer by the Chainsmokers featuring uh, yeah. Oh, that was a big mm-hmm. song. That was huge. song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number three, which I'm surprised about, uh, Shape of You by Ed Sheeran.
4: That was that was
1: pretty solid. I mean. Yeah.
4: Ed, Ed Sheeran, Sheeran that might had, be
0: higher. Like Ed Sheeran was ridiculous this decade.
4: Yeah,
1: well, yeah, because number 3 he still had the bad. highest Ed Sheeran had the highest grossing tour of any artist of all time. Half a billion wow. on the Divide tour.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made
1: half a billion on the Divide tour.
0: Yeah. That's such <laughs> a good song. Good lyric. Uh, uh, number 2, shocking everyone, party rock Al- anthem by LMFAO. <laughs> that is was
2: is that came
3: decade. out
4: this decade. Yeah. That is so was out when ago. I was like 8. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like LMFAO
0: I, I is not even doing anything anymore, right? right? Yeah,
1: no, because because it, it's an uncle and his wait, nephew. Wait, but that makes sense, though. Jake, aren't you like 16? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh,
4: I forgot. Okay, like, <laughs> okay 16, that's, what
0: I that's
1: right. I, I, I
4: 20, wasn't 11. sure,
0: but okay. Any guesses on number one? Uh,
1: it's Party Rock Anthem again.
4: <laughs> no, so, don't uh, want it again. It's so good. It's it, I got
1: a feeling. Could it be? No. Could it be uh, CeeLo?
0: No, it is uptown funk
1: yeah oh. Mars. really yep.
0: yep i don't know about oh. number one but okay i mean okay now well, that, that was... is for the u.s so i guess that explains why Despacito is yeah, okay. so low that makes sense yeah freaking what a song um, real quick i have another list this is from the guardian it's years of the decade ranked from worst to best
2: <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so well, number 10 nice is that 2016. oh it's
1: 2016. okay all right it's the uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, is the worst yeah
0: 16. yeah 16 is the worst trump we got, got elected president in 2016. sure
4: but so he didn't like, do a whole lot in 16. that's fair
0: <laughs> carrie fisher died that year oh uh, rip
4: carrie 2018 uh, number nine
0: 2019 is number Monday. eight Wow. Just like all the recent years. Are yeah. there. I would have
4: loved it if they just
3: did it in order. <laughs> They're just like nine, this is twenty nineteen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> twenty
0: seventeen, number seven. So okay. sixteen and nineteen are all bottom of the list. Just so we have a picture I mean, here. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, number six is twenty fifteen. Number five is twenty fourteen. Number four is twenty thirteen. Oh number three, twenty eleven. Number two, twenty ten. And the best year of the last decade was 2012. Is that because Tom, the year everything the ended.
2: ended? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: This just time. says London Olympics, Skyfall, Gangnam Style, Call Me Maybe. Uh,
2: call yeah, that Me that Maybe, a that's time. a positive, huh? Yeah, I yeah, mean,
0: yep. dude, that's a great Most jam. Certainly. What are you
1: talking about? Wow.
0: So okay. yeah, official, that... 2012, okay. best year of the 2010s.
1: Officially, <laughs> was that Alex Time 1.4?
0: I think I was all rolled in to 1.3. Oh, 3. It's just all rolled in.
1: Okay, that's why it's 1. <laughs> 1. 1.3. All right, I get it. I get it. It's two top they ten two lists this time. That's, that's right. 3. Okay, perfect,
0: perfect, perfect. Not a radical difference, but you know, there's a little bit of change. Little, coming. Bit. It's all the
1: matter. It's just a little tweak. We haven't hit 2.0 because it's just a little tweak. If it was a big tweak, like 2. three be top ten crazy. lists. 2.0 crazy.
0: Just prepare yourself for 2.0. Buckle up. Start well, stocking let's... up on non-perishables now for 2.0 to come.
1: Let's move on to what we start with or have been starting with for the past 100 episodes which is what have you been playing lately and caleb we'll start with you as we have really started since episode one doing that. no i mean okay no. i think it's been okay. like
4: 90 episodes yeah okay that sounds more accurate i guess uh well i've been playing some dune eternal because that just came out finished that oh, i'll uh wow. maybe let aaron talk a little bit about that one on his turn but i've also uh been playing some black mesa went back and uh played that all the way through because i just released the final levels which are really good zen is freaking gorgeous there are definitely forgettable rather boring sections of
1: it but overall pretty solid and tell me if i'm wrong but uh not only did they come out like the year that half-life alex was going to be coming out with the you know with these last two the last three levels three levels I don't know how many levels there are. Three, two, I don't know. Somewhere sure. there. Um, not only did they come out the year that Half-Life Alex was supposed to come out, but also they've added content to these three levels, right? It's not yeah. just the, the base Half-Life. levels.
4: used to be a lot smaller. I've, that's what I understand. I've never played original
1: Half-Life. Okay. But I hear that the Zen levels were
4: quite a bit smaller.
1: I mean, is it up to standards in terms of uh, just pure graphic fidelity? Does it just look excellent? Or
4: I mean, it's like Half-Life 2. You know, Half-Life 2 okay. looks yeah, like that. Sure,
1: sure. That's pretty
4: good. Also, actually, the Zen levels look really, really good. Just the it's, the backgrounds the, and the
1: landscapes look awesome.
0: It's mm. the last four chapters of the game that they added. Four chapters. Okay.
4: But I've I've seen some footage from Half Life, original Half Life, and it that definitely looks better. <laughs> <It aged laughs> yeah, a little sure. bit, huh? <laughs> it adds it adds the horror elements back in that you lost when graphics got better than Half Life.
2: Because
4: then it became silly That yes. all, the, all the scientists Well a quarter of the scientists Look like Albert Einstein
2: well,
0: Of course And That's have the exact works. same voice <laughs> They still all have like The same voice
2: Yeah <laughs> like They just one hired voice one voice actor, the actor Yeah one
1: voice actor he just slightly changes his tone Yeah But uh, no, Alex Black Mesa
4: is a lot better on that front
1: uh-huh. Alex how about you
0: yeah, um I played through Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Me too. That game is fantastic. Caleb also played through it. Pretty good. Um Yeah, it's just it's sort of it's like the old Ori game if you played that one, uh slightly more combat focused. Still got like very good flowing movement. Um they took a couple of uh mechanics from Hollow Knight and threw it in there like the uh What are they called? Hollow Knight charms. Those you mix and match charms to make a different build and like different power ups for different abilities and stuff like that. So that's fun, and it's just like a, it's a cool, chill Metroidvania. It looks gorgeous. The music's fantastic. I love that game. There are certainly some things I don't like about it,
4: but it's a pretty solid game.
1: Is one of the things you don't like that it's not Hollow Knight?
4: I
2: mean, no.
1: Games can but- be Hollow Knight and still be good.
2: Mm. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. Is that it? Um. Also playing a ton of Doom Eternal, but I mean, so haven't we all? Man. Well, not okay. all of us, I guess.
1: Yeah. I'll I'll just get started here. I freaking love Doom Eternal. Um. I've been playing a lot. I played almost 30 hours since it came out on, what, Friday of last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, the game takes a lot of the elements of Doom 2016 and expounds upon them, uh, but also is definitely its own game. It's its own animal. One of the things that I think probably stands out the most to me is, and Alex pointed this out, literally the entire game is just about the gameplay mechanics of shooting things. Um, they've added elements in the game that are just purely there for the sole purpose of helping you get from like one point in the level to another in order to just kill more demons.
0: Um, There's a lot of uh, things that they do just in service of gameplay mechanics that don't make sense. If you start thinking about them in like the context of the world. And also I noticed that I was watching some doom 2016 footage this morning and just things like, uh, weapon pickups like in 2016 you'll find like the super shotgun in the hands of a dead soldier and you like pull it out of his hands and now you have it in eternal it's like a floating green pickup on top of a, a platform somewhere
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it's all in in service of just making sure the gameplay is as, as good as it can be instead of instead of like the atmosphere of the world
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, Doom 2016 was a lot more atmospheric. This version is a lot more about just literally mass murdering demons. Uh, Mm -hmm. They've added elements of the game that add tons and tons of mobility. They gave you a wall climb, they gave you a double dash, they gave you a double jump, they gave you a shotgun with a chain on it so that you can shoot it at another enemy and fly towards them. So the game is has the has uh, the Doom guy moving around a lot more than he did in 2016, and I think that's probably added to why they've added these other elements, such as you know green giant green glowing buttons to open doors and uh, dash recharges in the middle of the air to literally
0: just get you from point one to point two on a map, um, like literal one up green floating pickups, yeah, like straight out of Mario. The- there's there's a bunch of stuff from Mario. They they have like the spinning flame chain things that are just like straight out of Mario. I didn't <laughs> even think about that,
1: but yeah. I think the cool elements of the game uh, definitely are the world building that they've been doing is excellent. I think they expounded upon well what they did in 2016, and the story is cool if you actually read the content. But as Jake has pointed out, Doom Guy doesn't even care about the content. So God,
3: it's so true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um they also really took it to the next level in terms of glory kills and using weapons to change death animations for enemies which i think is really neat there is a weapon in the game that basically shoots out a blade like a laser blade and it will cut enemies in half and that is the only weapon that does that in the game and they have a death animation for most of the enemies so that it shows you what that looks like wow which is pretty cool Pretty um yeah, and th- the one thing I will say about the game, though, I feel like when they were going to release it, when was that, November last year? October? Somewhere in there? Um, they delayed it until March, and I feel like they were like ramping up for a really cool ending, and then they just, I mean, they let me down. I feel like, Caleb, they let you down a little bit in terms of just the last couple boss fights and and level.
4: But. Yeah. The final boss fight, not great.
1: No.
3: Not great at all. Well no, uh, don't. So I just played through Doom 2016. It's not on my list, but whatever. It, it ends on a real stinker.
2: The boss fights are
1: pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, they could have ended before uh, What's-Her-Face, and it would have been better. Yeah, the con maker. Yeah.
4: The Jake pointed out that none of the boss fights are very good in 2016, which I think is pretty much still the case in Eternal. Basically, the only boss fights that are any good are boss fights that have bosses that become regular enemies later? Yeah, you learn how to fight them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're just they're fine. Well, I think the, there's a couple is, of puzzly ones arrogant. which are interesting, but yeah. the first boss is like the one one of the ones that becomes a regular
0: enemy, though, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. I think that's I, I agree. If it a boss fight where it becomes a regular enemy then, then, that you then have to face, and you realize you're getting better at playing against that enemy type. Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of cool the other element of that i think is um boss fight mechanics where it's like actual like difficulty level and not just i'm just dying for no reason and i don't understand what's really going on yeah that part i hate so if if i can get in a boss fight where i'm like okay i died but it's because i didn't position well i wasn't focused uh, on the right enemy you know there's a lot of just ads kind of around the map that you're supposed to be utilizing for health and and armor and if you're not utilizing them correctly then it's just good luck you know you can't survive one of these boss fights yeah
4: i do appreciate that all the boss fights have like a specific way that you have to beat them They're like yeah. the tiniest bit of a puzzle and mm-hmm. that you can't just strafe and rocket launch them right as jake said
1: and they do utilize a mechanism that's built in game and it's pretty unique right. boss to boss to boss you can't
2: yeah, approach them is. in the
1: same manner So overall, awesome game, totally fulfilled my Doom need. Uh, But I think just the sort of the last level, if they'd have taken it a different direction based on what you see during the game while you're playing, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but if they'd have taken it a slightly different direction based on what you see in game, it would have been one of the best games I've played in quite some time. I mean, it was that would have been an, an incredible ending for that game um
0: is it not I'll, one of the best games you've played in quite some time no i, I would fuck, say it's, it's a piece of shit is what i'm hearing yeah.
1: <laughs> so almost great but it's a piece of shit almost great almost great um i also mentioned here uh i've been playing a little call of duty modern warfare Warzone, which i never ever thought i would download but here we are but yeah it was here free so it was free they sucked me in it's fine i said Surprise, hey I bad, download surprised. this
0: and it's free so <laughs> I, I haven't did played
1: it. call of duty stuff in a long time yeah, but it's just a battle royale. We did royale, it. That's so part like... of the humble bundle. We played too. Did yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was because we had to review it.
0: <laughs> I had to. The dark um, days when we yeah. had to do things. Us. <laughs> when we I had think... to produce content.
1: Ugh. But, man. Is, I'll say this about Warzone: it's cool. It's a good new take, fresh take on battle royales. They've increased the number of players, so it's 150. Um, they have added some. Uh, respawn mechanics that apex sort of created that uh modern warfare is kind of capitalized on in that you go into this gulag and you face off against one enemy and if you kill him you, you get automatically respawned otherwise they have respawn points around the map where uh your teammates can sort of pay for you to be respawned which is neat
0: um not I think real the, money by the way not real
1: yeah, money yeah yeah we yeah, should say that <laughs> In-game money. That sounds yeah. like something Call of Duty might have done. but Yeah, microtransactions
0: no, been, to get your teammates back, sure. That, that
1: would have been EA's Battle Royale. So so
0: true. Yeah, the,
1: <sighs> the mechanic of bringing people back I think is neat. They also have, there's a lot of gun customization in the game, which you don't really see in Battle Royales, which I think is neat, uh, but it does really pitch you against people who have a lot more equipment, because they've been playing longer and they've leveled up more. So if they get a loadout drop, which is basically just like you know your customized loadout falling in game if you if you pay for it, and this is in game money. If Man. You pay for it, you can load out for it, and then they just wreck you. But does the, I, the does
4: the customization really like I don't know matter with their their guns and things? Like I, I would say, I, know, sp- I I know you can customize your your Doom guy stuff, but sure. since you never really see yourself as Doom guy, like it doesn't
1: really give shit. To- best example i can think of is there is a scope that you can put on a sniper or an lmg that is thermal and you cannot pick that up in game that i know of that i'm aware of you can oh. put it on your loadout so if you get your loadout you automatically have a thermal scope which puts you at a tactical advantage against every player you're facing
0: that's fair so i agreed with your ea battle royale statement at face value for like a minute there and then i realized wait apex legends is ea's battle yes, royale. yes it is <laughs>
1: true valid point valid point uh enough of me
3: jake what have you been playing lately? oh gosh me uh so i in honor of psychonauts 2 i finally went back and played psychonauts in the rhombus of ruin Is that the vr one you played it's a the vr, VR game i did yeah
4: wow did you guys wow
3: i didn't but nice. i took your advice actually and i sat in a chair when i finally went back and played it all mm. that was really nice <laughs> that actually helped a lot
4: you should try playing Lone echo in a chair
0: uh, I don't know That oh like it
3: made me very ill, very good <laughs> well, Very right. you know, nauseous. we Loneko so, still
0: has like virtual locomotion though, like
4: it does, but because you're all moving around in zero g, if you're just sitting in a chair with your feet kinda hanging, it's it
3: feels
0: it's nice.
3: not a huge. oh, maybe I'll go back to it What's, but that that's I didn't play it.
0: I imagine Ramasarun is teleport though, yeah,
3: yes, it is yeah. the gimmick is that you are playing as raz, but you are trapped in like an underground facility, but you can astrally project yourself onto other people. So you're jumping from person to person to see through their perspective. It's a pretty cool gimmick as far as the things go. Like, obviously, games have done the teleporting thing before, but Mm -hmm. it works really well in the narrative because it's psychonauts. Uh, Gameplay wise, it's it's kind of fine. It's kind of whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, The real selling point is it's just psychonauts again. It's like all the same voice actors. You get to hang out with everyone again. It's it's all right. It ends on a pretty strong note, I think, though um definitely not necessary if you're excited for psychonauts 2 almost nothing important happens it's like a two-hour game i think uh but ultimately i enjoyed it
0: fun uh, facts rhombus is one of the handful of vr games my mother has completed really oh, wow,
3: <laughs> wow. Did she play psychonauts one?
0: No, she had no that context.
3: Was probably really weird for her.
0: Uh-huh She enjoyed it quite so. a bit though because
4: really?
3: Dr. Lobato shows up with no introduction. <laughs> for those of you who don't remember, he's the dentist with a shower cap who makes kids sneeze out their brains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he just shows up
2: <laughs> and like,
3: I was like, oh my God, it's him. But if I didn't know who it was, I'd be like, what what what, what is happening?
4: He seems very <laughs> important in the second game. Yeah, well,
3: so spoiler alert for this game, Uh, this one ends with you kind of like capturing him and he like alludes to working for someone else. And that's where the second game starts off. Um, And you actually you get to go inside his mind a little bit at the end of this game, which I thought that was my favorite part. That was like the only part that was really cool, because otherwise you don't actually go into anyone's mind, which is kind of a letdown. That's like the point of second. Yeah, I know. Like, it's really cool when it happens. Uh, like someone takes a little door and throws it onto his head, and I was like, oh, "We're doing, we're doing <laughs> psychonauts." But yeah, other than that, it's just kind of like going around the ocean. It's it's kind of whatever. How necessary is it to play before? It's God. It's not. Um, Ooh, okay. It's it's really not. You get a little bit of backstory on Doctor Labato um, that I have a feeling they'll recap into yeah. if you really want to know. Like Google it. Right. It's, God, it's so not important though. Okay. Yeah. That's good. But it's it's pretty cool. I would say if you like Psychonauts and you already have a VR headset, maybe pick it up. Uh, I also played Animal Crossing. I have a feeling we're going to talk about that when Owen no goes, so maybe yeah, I won't yeah. talk about that too much. Uh, this is kind of a late PAX East one, but Clang 2. Uh, I didn't actually play it at PAX East, but I talked to the developer for Clang 2 who was there while I was waiting for someone that guy to play. He was like, hey, do you want to just sign up for the mailing list and I'll send you the demo code? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly what I want that to happen right now better
4: than playing the demo pack.
3: Yeah way better uh, But so I played that on Steam and it's it's really cool It's um, so clang 1 was kind of a rhythm game platformer Kind of thing hybrid clang 2 is purely a rhythm game and actually I had a lot of fun with it Um, it's kind of a shame because like a lot of cool stuff's happening but I'm like I'm just looking for the big arrows to push in the rhythm to the cool music. Right. So I feel like I'm missing out on the cool fight that's happening in the background. But I I really liked it. I'm kind of excited for the full game to come out. Do you know when it comes out? You know, I don't. Maybe if Clang 2 paid me to sponsor
4: this video. <laughs> I'd
2: know the date. But
3: I don't.
4: Yeah, here's a cool thing. They have a demo on their site on Steam. Oh do they? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Wait. Okay, there's a link. Like one. if you search Clang, there's a link to the demo, but it doesn't actually go anywhere it was a demo so i think
0: that was from when they were running that hey try all these convention demos on steam Mm -hmm. thing yeah because i I saw that listed there before yeah i did
4: as, as someone that didn't go to pax i very much enjoyed uh like how steam has their store setup that they show like All of the games that are being that are on the show floor and everything, and like Mm -hmm. demos for them. And I think the neat thing was, is I would look at the things that were recommended for me, and I was like, oh, like I think that game looks kind of neat. And then I would see, like, Jake and Caleb have already, like, you know, wished list this game and I'm like, oh, cool. So oh. they must have just seen it like on the show floor. No, Caleb kickstarted it like five years ago. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, yes. sh- only one happened during this pack. So. Oh, give
1: me a break. You- I think you just held back a little bit. I kept asking you, <laughs> you kickstart this? Just- no, no. What game? Oh, oh. And, and I say something like, like I think you pronounced that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh owen how about you what have you been playing well i
4: was gonna say uh speaking of games that i played at pax uh last year i played Mistover, and then we were waiting patiently for it to come out and i don't think anyone has actually picked us it picked it up last year uh but i picked it up because i needed something to do while killing time for animal crossing to come out uh it's a lot of fun yeah yeah you know i've heard a lot of reports. Let me say, I've read a lot of reports that it's repetitive, like incredibly repetitive. You know, there is a. It, it's weird because there's for the first like uh, I'd say quarter, like maybe a third of the game, it's fine. It's very basic leveling. Uh, you know, you kind of you do, you do a level, and um you end up kind of going up a, a uh, you, you like you know you go through a map, you go up a level, you do a map, you go up a level. but by the end of it, the problem ends up becoming or at least where I ended up stopped playing it would it ended up being a thing where I had to do a couple of maps before I would get up levels and mm. then it was getting repetitive and then I was just like, yeah, this kind of isn't that fun. but once I pushed through that, Uh, I kind of was back on track to every time I I would complete uh, a map, I would be the right level to do the next one. So Mm -hmm. it kind of like it got there. It just kind of took some time weirdly in the middle in one area that I was like, I really don't need this because I guess maybe I was like speeding through the part before a little bit faster than the game wanted me to. Um, But I really like the mechanics of the game. I really like the idea of, You get, you know, bonuses or um, there's, there's a doomsday clock. And so depending on how much stuff you do on the map, you either take minutes off or add minutes on to the doomsday clock. So, like, if you're doing really well with your team, you want to explore more of the dungeon, fight more of the monsters, explore more of the map, get more of the items... Uh, And then the more of that stuff that you clear out, the more the minutes will tick backwards. But then like, let's say you're not doing well and you're just like, "Mm, I want to bail out. Like, I don't want to lose any of my people and I haven't killed nearly anything. Then the minutes start ticking up. And so I feel like that was like a really neat mechanic of just kind of like trying to balance how you're doing of just being like, okay, do I want to push forward more? Do I want to lean back on this one? Because I don't want to like, you know, I don't want my main team to die. Uh, And just kind of having that thought in my, my head while I was going through the, the, the map. (laughs) Um, And I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's cute little chibi characters and all of the classes seem neat. And I, I'm just, I had a lot of fun playing the game. I would definitely say it's worth a pickup to play it on the Switch. I actually have a Mistover mouse pad that I'm using right now. I mean, the yeah. they gave me one for free, that. Wow. Oh, last. Huge fan. Wow. Yeah. That's when he kickstarted it. It's, it's, a, it's a nice little
0: mousepad. actually. Are we sponsored? We're sponsored? We got <laughs> money for Mistover, apparently. We got free stuff. Hell Yeah. <laughs> um
4: so yeah so i like i was playing that and then i also beat pokemon sword while i was waiting for you know animal crossing to come out and it's a pokemon game it's fine (laughs) i i had fun with it there was like a moment where i was like okay now what do i do and i was like oh well i can you know fill out my decks and get all the pokemon and then i realized how many pokemon that was and i was like nah fuck that shit realize you don't care (laughs) It's way too many Pokemon that I do not care about and that are going to be very specific cases like... I think I would have cared more if it was easier to obtain some of them. But like when I was looking up how to get some of them and they're like, oh, you have to, you know, be in this kind of weather condition at this end of the map. And like once you can catch that Pokemon, you then have to train it up to this level and trade it to this person with this item. And then they have to trade it back to you. And then you have to make sure that it has this move set. And that's when it'll evolve. And I was like, fuck that. That's way too many steps. That's too much like just either have it be a give it this item so it evolves or have it be a trade it and it evolves or be this level but having like it needs all of these very specific things i don't understand how anyone would have stumbled upon that without literally looking up a guide so i was like this isn't fun i thought that was really dumb uh, I am mm. looking forward to the expansions, the DLCs that are coming out for it, but it definitely feel, felt like I got to the end game and I was just like, and I'm done here.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, maybe we've talked about this in the past, but I really don't understand the difference between one half and the other sword versus shield and how they've come oh. out in pairs for years. <laughs> it's,
3: <laughs> it's a scam. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's literally so the same game? There, yeah, there are different legendaries, usually different legendaries in each. Yep. Uh, and some Pokemon are exclusive to one.
2: Wow. And others are exclusive
3: to the other. That way, if you go, oh, I want to get all of them, you got to buy both. And they get twice as much really money. Dumb. Because they're con artists. Here's, here's <laughs> the thing that I don't
4: get. Is that you don't really need to do that. I have Sword, and I have all of the exclusives from Shield, because I just, like, at least in this, they have a random trade option. So it's literally just... Pick any Pokemon you want, you put it in a random trade thing, and you get a random Pokemon out from someone else that's
1: also doing a random trade. Yeah, but and that's so... like completely randomized versus just literally having the game being able to get those with just a quest, right?
4: Yeah, but I, it was just like, like, hey, I got all of them, and I didn't need to spend an extra $60, so I was like, hey, there we go. I mean, or... sure,
3: but how many Magikarps are you willing to wade through to get <laughs> the one that you want?
4: You could right. also just call a friend that had it. But, but yeah, yeah no, ah, I think it's true ah, it's, ah, it is it is a very weird, dumb thing that they've done for years, and they should just, at this point, I think, I mean, have a single game.
0: They've been doing it since I started Pokemon games, so they get away with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not they since
4: started, they started, it started like, right? Because Yellow was the first one, right? And that was, you, was Yellow was
0: a special edition. Of yeah, it was, Red and it was- Blue. Was- Green, yeah, so no, red, hold on, first,
4: back right? that up, Alex. You lying sack of shit. <laughs> it is green and red. Wait, green and red?
0: Green yeah. didn't come out in the U.S. though, right?
4: It, green did not come out in the U.S., but green is the first one, and I will fight you.
0: It's blue, so, and, red. It's blue and red. Blue and red are the first. Blue one. and red
4: were the first American <laughs> ones, but no, green don't... was one of the first. It was part of the first in Japan.
0: And we don't live in Japan.
4: Yeah, but that shit came out like a year and a
0: half before us. So, I it don't get, it, no, one,
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> talking
4: about the
1: American game, no, no.
0: Um, that's how Bayonetta made it on the Game of the Decade list. Oh, that's right. Cause that's cause when it came, it came out, out in the U.S. That's until like Gone. January 2010.
4: Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, Pokemon was Pokemon. mistover was fine. Also, trying to hold me over uh till Animal Crossing came out. Uh, I picked up Knights of the Lord Republic two again, and I'm streaming it and a doing new a let's play. It's an old <laughs> game. <laughs> it's real new. R- Rip, are you streaming it on then? the Horizon account? Uh, no, I'm streaming it on mine, but I what can link it to you the What are you doing? Yo, I can <laughs> put it on the Horizon <laughs> account. I don't know why are we like, not- Can we kick him off of here? <laughs> man, it's not supporting our socials. twitch.tv/swiftwing201 slash No, don't promote your Censor own. Censor that. Aaron please. <laughs> it's
1: like just going to be a solid beep while he's talking. Good. I it. want <laughs> to
4: go search and Swiftwing200 is not you or not now a I thing. Censor I don't remember. That it's way. not a thing. It's two o one, right? It's two o one. Yeah. What is
0: that
1: garbage? Now I gotta uh, censor all of this conversation.
0: <laughs> Can you just <gasps> extend that to all of Owen's parts? Wow, <laughs> just a solid Whoa. beat for everything he
4: says. <laughs> mean. Oh um, man. But yeah, no, I I uh, had a Star Wars kick, uh, which I'll talk about the reasons why for that later, uh, and. So I wanted to pick this up because I wanted to play a good Star Wars game. And this is, in fact, a good Star Wars game. So much so that I think uh, in the same vein of every frames of painting and, um, you know, Game Maker's Toolkit, I think I'm going to take the footage that I'm recording from it and dig in and make a video essay about wow. the the game. And why even after 10 years uh, or over 10 years, I think it's 15 years ago it came out. Um, It's still such a good game, and it's 15 years old. Uh, So I think that's going to be an essay to itself. I'm also going to probably do another essay about what makes a good Star Wars game a good Star Wars game. So things that I will potentially do in the future when I'm done playing Animal Crossing. (laughs) But back to Uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because of all of us being stuck inside from various viruses in the world, uh, Animal Crossing is just... Yeah, it's really just saying, the one. There are <laughs> more though. It yeah. is, but it's, there are it's other ones. generally it's just the one. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's staying inside for the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think uh, pretty much the entire globe had the idea of uh we're just going to all buy Animal Crossing and hide in our uh, in our homes and it's been fucking great. <laughs> I am having a-, a blast with this, uh living in my virtual town and planting flowers and going virtually outside since I can't actually do that right now. And uh, it's very fun being able to visit my friends islands, seeing what they're doing with their games, you know, uh, where they're setting up their, uh, you know, where their stores, their houses, who they have as their villagers, uh, the items that they're getting, that they have the ability to make versus the items that I have been finding the plans to make. Um, so it's just kind of very neat to, to play. And I'm having a great time with it. Jake, so, I know that you're also playing it. I am. What do, what do you
3: think? Uh, I mean, it's good. Uh, it looks really pretty. It's it's an Animal Crossing game. It kind sure. of doesn't really invent the wheel. Um, maybe you can crafting... describe
1: to me exactly exactly what an Animal Crossing is. Um, I I don't I don't understand. Animal Crossing the concept.
3: is a
4: Nintendo property that started on the GameCube. It's a okay. game about living in a small a,
3: town. Okay.
4: It started on the N sixty four Japan and then they ported it to the GameCube okay. for these guys. Oh United my god! I
3: continue <laughs> so <we> go to <laughs> not <tonight>. be from Japan, <laughs> so it started on the GameCube.
4: I'm just trying to make sure that we're correct for our two listeners. You're one <laughs> of them. They're probably from the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> this game
3: about living in a town and you basically, you get there and the usual setup is they give you a house and they're like, hey, that'll be $2 billion. And you're like, hey, I just started this game. I don't have any money. And they're like, that's fine. It's a loan and you can pay it off when you're ready. So you're just living in this town, hanging out with your friends, making some money, putting it towards your house. And when you finish paying off your loan, they give you a bigger house and a new loan because you're trapped in capitalism and you're going to die in it. (laughs) Uh, It's just kind of a chill vibes kind of game. Uh, The setup for this one is that you have a whole island Uh, And you can decorate outside, which is actually kind of new to the series. Um, The last game, you could build certain things as like projects, but it was pretty limited. And this one's more like there's just full furniture that you can just set up and decorate outside, which is really cool. And they added some crafting elements, which fits pretty well, I would say. Mm -hmm. Heard
0: that your tools can break, which sounds frustrating.
3: It's not that bad.
4: Yeah, it's it's honestly not that bad because you have so many resources on your or whatever island that you're on that you can pretty much just get one instantaneously if you go to a workbench. Well, no, not that bad is still bad, though. Well, so you've caught me at actually
3: a very opportune time because I was playing this while I was talking. And so the general <laughs> store has the crafting bench I've been using, it's shut down for renovations today. You can't build a new workbench. Without the workbench.
0: <laughs>
3: Great. My shovel just broke. <laughs> I just don't get to play with the shovel anymore. That's just not part of my Animal Crossing experience anymore. Oh,
4: you didn't build another workbench? Why would I? There's a free <laughs> one in the building. Because I got four scattered throughout my entire town. <laughs> Why? There's a free one. Did you not hear about the free one that they give you? Yeah, I hear sometimes I they're under renovation. All the way over there.
3: Yeah, I didn't know they'd be under <laughs> renovation until this fucking morning when Tom Nook was just like, "Hey, guess what? We're closed. You get to eat shit." So that sucks.
0: It does the uh, the dude that yells at you forever when you don't save reappear.
4: Rissetti is technically not in the game, but if you do something, he calls you on your cell so oh. i don't know how you want to count that
3: <laughs> yeah you can't you can't do the same resetting shenanigans because the game auto saves now
0: uh, oh lame yeah right yeah. that was my favorite part of animal crossing getting chewed jake, out you... by resetting jake you can also just go to any island
4: and it has a workbench yeah or i could just stop playing that's fair <laughs> that's what i'm about
2: to do <laughs>
3: um, yeah, yeah. Uh, What I would say for Animal Crossing, my approach to it has always been Animal Crossing is the perfect game to play for an hour a day. You just get on, you do the handful of things you want to do, and then you just kind of walk away. Because after that, I feel like it gets very grindy and not particularly fun.
1: The one thing I'll say about Animal Crossing, because literally I don't play it, I've known nothing about it, but in terms of like hearing it from people that you wouldn't normally hear about video games from this is a game where i have heard repeatedly hey i've been playing animal crossing i don't know if it's just because more people have been inside or it's just an ip that's like people are you know this they're just drawn to this and they come back to this because they played it once before and it's a really cool casual game that you don't really have to spend a lot of time investing in
4: i've i've heard it described from a coworker of mine as a nostalgia fueled zen garden and I can think of no more apt description. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just a lot of fun to just do it, and just kind of relaxing, just go through your island, cut down some trees, plant some flowers, just kind of, it really does have that Zen Garden-esque feel to it. And if you played it when you were younger, it, you're still getting those nostalgia vibes from it, and it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to be here and build up my little island, visit my friends on their islands. So, it's yeah
0: feels <laughs> like one of those widely appealing casual games yes it, them casual gamers will just get way into
1: yeah it reminded me a little bit of um just like when everybody started playing pokemon go when that came out
0: yeah weirdly- we probably give animal crossing to janae and then she'll be like an actual gamer and so oh my the gosh that she's that's what do. i
1: should do give her the switch yeah. and be like hey go play this game it'll be it'll be fun for a little bit instead of all those dumb phone games she plays. Uh, Speaking of video games, let's talk a little bit about uh, just the world of video games here a little bit. Um, Clearly, we're in kind of an unprecedented time where uh, the coronavirus is kind of rocking the world and stocks are plummeting and things are just kind of uncertain for a lot of things. But one thing that is definitely not uncertain is the amount of people who are getting online to play video games right now, primarily because they're in their homes. But I wanted to talk through a couple stats that I think are kind of interesting. Um, number one, last year, Steam hit one billion accounts, which is a pretty astronomical number considering there's only 7.8 billion people on Earth. Now, granted, some of those numbers are probably, or some of those accounts are probably fake and it's somewhat inflated, but that's still a crap ton of accounts to have on one-in-one one user base for people to be using.
4: Easy um, money, man.
1: yeah. So the other two things as a part of that, number one, just this month, Steam hit a new record for number of concurrent users, which was 22 million people at the same time. which that amount of number or that, that amount of people playing games online is incredible. Now granted, this is just Steam. So this is, doesn't include anything from any stats from other um, providers that are hosting games like uh, Blizzard, Battle.net or Origin. A lot of those statistics aren't included in this. Yeah, all, all twelve people on Orange <laughs> are <not> counted in that. <laughs> valid point. Valid point. Uh but I just I mean, like, clearly I I have been a video gamer for a long time, so of all you guys, and I'm sure you're you're even finding yourself maybe playing a bit more games than you have normally. Is that true? Yes, no, maybe? I'm playing about the same amount. I was gonna say, is it sad yeah. if I say no? First of it's, all, like, is Owen, that really depressing? Depressing? first of all, Owen, that is a lie, sir. I have seen you playing comp during the middle of the day when you normally would not have
4: been. Uh, That's true, but at least like this past week, I've been pulling nine hour shifts at
0: work. So (laughs) I have
4: actually been at work doing things more than I have pretty much. (laughs) That's the the absolute you're supposed to be doing. (laughs) Yeah, but see, here's the thing. When you are the essential staff and all of a sudden they need the essential staff, all of i'm no longer hanging out at home i'm now at work working my ass off covering my entire company so
1: yay Mm, fun 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 being the important person in the room suddenly became a problem um additionally i mean clearly that's a lot of concurrent users for steam in general but one really interesting figure is that half-life alex which came out was that last week alex can you confirm
0: the 23rd 23rd.
1: I knew you'd know the exact date. Uh showed a peak usership of forty-two thousand eight hundred and fifty-eight players, which absolutely eviscerates any number that they had for VR, concurrent VR players on Steam. Uh, which I think is kind of cool.
0: I've been finding it really funny when people are like, too bad like only 12 people are gonna get to play this game because it's in VR, and then like the very next post is like a screenshot of that number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay.
1: What's what's cool, I think, in, in perspective, Boneworks, which came out in 2019, they're talking about how to peak playership of just over 8,700 players. So, we, I mean, the the number has just grown so much just for Alex. And I don't know if that's just because this is Valve's Half Life IP or it's the first sure. game that's come out since. I don't even remember when Half Life 2 episode 2 came out.
4: I to to as as an outsider, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong here. but this feels like the first like real big title from like a, a major studio for VR. like i I know that that's not true. I know that there was plenty of other VR games, but this seems like the kind of game that you would like have on a launch of you know like when the nintendo what i'm thinking is is like when the nintendo switch came out there was like three or four big name games that were like hey this is why you want to buy a switch you want to get this game you want to get this game and you want to get this game and then there's like 15 or 20 kind of smaller games that also were out but like you kind of didn't care that much and maybe some of them are indie games that are going to be like really good later on because everyone bought them and was like really cool and i kind of feel like that's kind of how, at least from someone who doesn't have VR, that's how it's always felt to me. Was that it's a bunch of kind of indie, not really that important games that are kind of like neat. You know, you have some that blow up like uh, super hot, that Air Beat Saber, that everyone's like, "Wow, this is so cool." Right. But but this seems like the first like triple A huge title thing of just being like, "Nah, man, like this is this is why you pick up a VR set is so you can play this game."
1: Well, and I think. Just in general, in terms of you're you're talking about like large games, most of, I think, probably what's going on here is, or at least it seems that way, a lot of these independent developers are doing things that they're uncertain as to whether or not people are going to uh, like and pick up and appreciate and enjoy and will be repeatable in future games. And so allowing these smaller developers to create games and figure out what works on the VR, what doesn't work on the VR. I mean, clearly some people like Jake, who don't have really good VR legs, can't go play Windlands without puking everywhere um and that's okay i mean it's just to each their own but understanding what's good for vr games is i think probably difficult so when you look at games like super hot i mean that is a a defining mechanic in a vr game that i mean really didn't exist until they well i guess they came out with super hot before it was vr but it just changed the way people i think perceived the in-world aspect of what they were doing in vr uh beat saber is another one i mean. Sure. Could somebody come out with another beat-based harmonics like game? I mean, yeah, I guess they are coming out with one. Well, it was a PAX this year. I mean Guitar Hero was the original beat-based harmonics sure. game. But yes. BDR? Okay. BDR, fair,
3: okay. fair point. Parappa rappa. But <laughs> <There you go.
1: laughs> I think this just changes it. Like it's a it's a new, fresh mechanic, it's a fresh take, and so probably VR titles, especially a developers have been waiting long enough to see, all right, what's going to work? What's going to survive? What mm-hmm. can we produce that's going to be relevant enough for people to go, you know what? I'm going to spend $60 after I buy this at a minimum $400 headset to play VR games on. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: I, I, I think VR, like this is definitely the game that has signaled that like VR is here. It is ready. You can get it like I. I, I, I feel now more confident in the idea now that I've seen like, okay, you know, they've worked out the bugs. They've gone through the demo testings. you know, as you were saying, like they they went through all of the what works and what doesn't. And now I'm starting to feel like I have a reason to look at it and just be like, all right, yeah. Like they figured out the tech. They figured out the games. See? Now I feel confident buying into it.
1: bulls advocate here, the problem that you're talking about, though, is that some people will own a thousand dollars index. While other people are going to own a, I don't even know how much they are, $200 Oculus Go uh, or whatever the other Oculus is that plays remote. Like you know, not Quest. plugged into a computer. The Oculus Quest. The hardware difference between those two systems, I mean, you might as well just be playing on a PC if you're going to be playing on a Quest. Like, I mean, I don't know. You guys who, who own indexes, do you really feel like that this VR title defines people's ability to come play vr is it something where you can pick up like can i take my oculus and go play half life Alex and have the same experience you guys can have on your index same experience no and yeah, that's because definitely. i mean just purely like the visual aspect or some of the mechanics it's of the hardware
0: a lot it's a lot to do with the controllers because they're unique compared to every other system um and then also just like the index has yeah, the the higher specs than any other thing, like a higher frame rate, higher resolution sure. than most other headsets. The FOV is wider. Like it's it's basically like a second gen headset, you know. Right. What you would expect from a second gen headset. Where Unlike- I've I've heard like Alex is perfectly playable on all sorts of systems, but it's just better on index. Just not quite the
1: same experience you'd get like you right. would get on Index. Okay. Well, maybe it will be uh, a sort of invite for more people to join the sort of VR gaming world. It's been I kind think of it a. definitely
4: has been. Because when they announced Alex, Index is sold out like immediately.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. They've been sold out for like a long time.
1: Again, could this just be something where it's like, okay, we came out of the Index let's just make a half-life title so that we can sell all these thousand dollar pieces of hardware. No, maybe,
4: but isn't that half of what the game industry is, is just, Hey, we just made the switch. Let's put a Zelda title on it. Yeah. I mean, but but that's, also, <laughs> that's literally a game system.
1: This is just literally a piece of hardware that you connect to your game oh, system that currently exists to play VR. I mean, it's aren't all it's,
3: consoles, just a piece of hardware that you connect yep. to an exterior thing to play video games not necessarily the switch
4: i think it's fair to loop in headsets with other i mean this is like buying consoles
0: it's like like buying a fancy tv and controller to go with your console not buying a new console
1: well to me it's like buying the uh, playstation vr you already have a playstation that plays excellent vr or that plays excellent video. You can play video games on it. You're just buying a component to also play games. That you I'm glad that we've compared <laughs> buying a VR headset to buying
4: saying, a VR headset. I know, but yeah, I'm saying, good, like, in eh? terms of, okay. <laughs> I think it's still fair to call a headset like Loop a headset in with a console because there are things you can play with the headset that you cannot play without it. Sure. For instance, Alex.
0: Yeah, back when I had my PlayStation One, I couldn't play Apex Escape until I bought a uh, Dual Shock.
1: Like legit until you bought a dual stock? Yeah, shop? it
0: needed the the sticks. <laughs> That's very strange. Uh, so
1: there you have it. If you <laughs> want to play Alex, go play Ake <laughs> Escapes. That's the takeaway. Uh,
2: um,
1: the other thing in video game world I wanted to mention before we kind of move on. I, well, there's two things here, but number one being um, clearly we talk a little bit about like the stock market kind of crumbling here but one of the things that has seen kind of the reverse effect has been video game stocks um not like literally directly mirroring but it's not crashing like everything else uh and i think that's just be- because clearly the same same scenario you have a lot more people at home playing games there's some big title releases that are happening right now animal crossing doom uh tomb raider the, the um tomb raider that's a remake of the 2013 version is now free uh, Ooh. so yeah, so it's like free stage where? two. Uh, it's free, I think it's free on Steam. Wow,
2: um,
1: yeah, free on Steam.
2: Huh. Okay,
1: um, I did not know that. Yeah, the well, it was for a period of time, it doesn't look to be free on Steam at the moment. <laughs> wow, okay, you tricked me. That's fun. Uh-huh. fun. It Live. was free on Steam, I promise you. Mm-hmm. No, I believe you. The point is, a lot of people are back at home playing video games, picking up consoles, picking up like getting back on their PC when they haven't had an opportunity to do so and I think that's why we're seeing kind of just a little bit of stability in these companies in terms of what they're doing. Which is weird because it's backwards from what else we're seeing. Uh, one company specifically <sighs> in video game world we should probably talk about, yeah. Is good old GameStop, the essential, the essential video game purchasing outlet. GameStop
4: yeah so GameStop already went into this with a weird rap because they were like hey we're gonna transform all of our stores and you know try to make it hip and cool like you want to come to the mall to play video games on our setups uh which I was like sure I don't think anyone ever wants to do that but uh fine uh, that's their game plan to try to make it like a local space. And I was like, that already exists and better than anything that you would do. Sure. Uh, and so that was kind of the what they had going on with them before the coronavirus and everything hit. And uh, now it's just gotten so much worse because they are telling their employees to ignore government demands to continue going to work so they can, uh, so they can, you know, meet sales goals. They are not known of the stores are being issued any sort of cleaning gear uh, or routine to be able to clean anything in the store, to disinfect anything. So all of those demo consoles are just infested well. with germs in a time that probably, maybe
1: you should look at that. Like but good maybe, news is that, that no one's going into GameStops, so there's really yeah, not a lot of, you know,
4: <laughs> you know <laughs> everyone's we, safe. <laughs> we do joke about that and their sales are going down, but apparently they have had a large uptick in the past couple of weeks of people coming in and picking up games <sighs> exactly because of the fact of the, you know, they're like, hey, I'm going to be inside in quarantine for, you know,
0: two, two three weeks. I, don't think I, a, not I think it's know. because Reggie Fuse the join. I was going to say yeah. Reggie
3: knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's a genius. <laughs>
2: why is he working for GameStop? Yeah, <laughs> That's a good when question.
4: I saw that he was working with GameStop, I was just like, why? Why Tarnish? You're such a good name. On such a lost cause of a company. Well, it's like
3: part of me is like, man, they must be paying him a lot. And then I'm like, how could they possibly be paying him a lot? <laughs> I also
1: <laughs> just don't understand how people don't just download everything digitally at this point. Well, I mean, so like for me, right? Like I got Animal Crossing on physical because
3: my memory card is only so big. Okay. Valid point. Sure.
0: The I mean, most get... common arguments are. You can sell it back to GameStop, for which and for, 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 <laughs> for $2 Airborne, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and people like collections. Uh,
4: I, I understand people liking collections and I understand like I like having physical copies of games that uh, I know are like, you know, important to me. I have a physical copy of uh, Pokemon uh, but I just ordered it from Amazon and it was on my doorstep on release day. So, like, I, I, hey, man, what's if it, you were from GameStop, you could have got Doom before release date. That's like, true. That is weirdly true. true. <laughs> I, I, I That's just... the benefit right there. Physical <laughs> copies early. I, I just feel like, you know, you can get the physical copy from a Best Buy or a Target or literally anywhere else and... Probably have a better experience than buying the physical copy, walking into a GameStop, and you know. I mean, well, supporting okay, their crazy Okay, so you say you got it shipped to you. GameStop will also
3: ship it to you, so it's like the same experience.
4: Yeah, but you can also get. I think uh, I don't know if they still do it anymore, but I remember that there used to be a thing if you had a Prime, you would get ten dollars off of the game if you pre-ordered it.
3: I mean sure, but GameStop also does pre order bonuses. Like I'm yeah. just saying it's not totally like there's no reason at all to do it. It's like the same experience
4: and maybe a pre order bonus. Yeah, that's true. It's just kind of so that's just GameStop is in existence and being butts oh. about their employees and what
1: to do during their virus. And it's kind of like, hey, don't do that. You say you say in existence like they probably are not like necessarily a large company. Just a quick search of things. GameStop has 5,830 locations. They employ 16,000 full-time people, and somewhere between 23 and 45,000 part-time employees. Their annual revenue is $8.2 billion. What? How? There are a lot of people buying physical copies of games, clearly. This is what I'm learning today, right now. Yeah. Man. Maybe we should start buying things from GameStop, guys. I already pre-ordered every
3: game that's coming out this year through GameStop. (laughs) Just because of Reggie. Reggie? Reggie. Reggie. Uh, Also, before we move off video games, can I please talk about Resident Evil 3? Well, sorry. I I I meant to to go back. I meant to go back. (laughs) But
1: we haven't. That was really just news. We have a couple other video game things to talk about, so. Well, it's too bad because I'm talking
3: about Resident Evil 3 because they launched the demo like last week, I think, and like. So Resident Evil 2 was my game of the year last year. I really, Mm -hmm. really liked it. So I was super hyped to play three. and I was really disappointed in it. I didn't think it was that good. Oh, no, Uh, it's the same engine. So it still looks really, really good, which feels weird to say for Resident Evil game. But there it is. (laughs) Uh, Controls are great. Uh, It's like a whole city this time, even though it still feels pretty linear, to be honest. Uh, You know, it's just like, oh, there's cars this way, so you can't go. It's like, okay, whatever. Uh, But I think what I don't like about it is it feels more like an action game, whereas Resident Evil 2 very much felt like a survival horror game. Like, one zombie, if they got you, like, that was probably, like, a third of your health. Like, you'd only get bit a few times. And, like, if you're walking down a hall and there's a zombie in the way, like, that, man, you gotta deal with him. Like, you can't just, like, book it past him, because he will grab you and take a third of your health. In this game, like... Everything's more spread out, so you have more room to kind of move, it felt like. At least, this is all limited to the demo. Maybe the full game's better. I don't know. But then, like, they also added a dodge move. So, like, literally, there was a part where there were, like, three zombies, and I'm like, okay, excuse me. And I would just, like, dodge past him. I'm like, okay, we're fine. Like, this is great. Like, even, so Resident Evil 3 is, what, Nemesis is, like, the subtitle? Mm -hmm. And, like, he shows up, and I just, like, dodged three times past him, and I was like, oh, okay, we're fine. Like that's it. I just got past him.
4: It's pretty lame. When Mister T shows up, it's Mister T. Mister X. There we go. Mister X. Mister T T is in fact a different guy. (laughs) When Mister X shows up, you can't just dodge past. No, because he will murder you. Yeah.
3: And like, I don't know, man. I kind of, I'm kind of hoping it was just like a bad demo, or like my expectations were just too high. There.
1: You know, it makes me think like maybe Resident Evil 2 is significantly different than 3. But even if you go look at their website, the summary has the 1999 survivor survival horror classic reimagined. Yeah, a, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I just I
3: hope I hope I'm wrong about it. I would really love for the full game to come out and me go like, wow, I was high when I played that demo <laughs> because this is fucking great. But yeah. did you play seven? Is kind of on the side resident evil seven yeah uh i actually i start after i finished two i went back and started it and now animal crossing is out so i have not gone back okay. to it
4: because i feel like Seven's a lot very survival horror yes it's it is actually action. scary
3: yeah
4: which is cool refreshing
0: yeah hey, speaking of demos and the number seven you played that uh final fantasy demo right oh
3: i did has nobody else played that yet no, no. man i played that ages ago though sorry i didn't I forgot we haven't done a podcast, like a traditional <laughs> podcast since I played that. Yeah, uh, they launched the Final Fantasy 7 demo on PS4, and it's it's pretty good. I actually, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I didn't expect much. I haven't played the original Final Fantasy 7, because turn-based games usually are not my cup of tea. Especially like ones like that, where it's strictly turn-based. There's no like cute little mini-game when the enemy's attacking you or anything like that. It's just like, okay, I'm going to hit you, and then they're going to hit you back. I don't usually go for that, but it's like
0: like just a menu.
3: Yeah, that that usually doesn't do it for me. Like there are exceptions, but Final Fantasy usually isn't one of them. Uh, But this one, it's more like a third person action game, kind of like the best comparison I can give, I think, is Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, Um, yeah. So you like go around, you have like special moves that you can do that operate on like a cooldown. Uh, so you're running around is like cloud. The game's gorgeous. The voice acting's really good.
0: Like a Kingdom Hearts three. Oh,
3: well, yeah, but at no point did I turn into a carousel and watch an animation for five (laughs) minutes while I did minimal damage to all the enemies Friggin' Kingdom Hearts. Um, what I will towards the end, uh, the combat got a little repetitive, in my opinion. Um, At first, I was really, really digging it, but the luster kind of wore off towards the end of the demo. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's probably just me getting used to it. It's it's a little button mashy, kind of like Kingdom Hearts, actually. Uh, <laughs> so that probably didn't work in its favor, but you can switch between cloud who's anime boy with the big sword. And I want to say Barrett, who has a gun for a hand. That
4: sounds right. Yep, yep. that is in fact. Yeah,
3: he I didn't think he was very fun to play because you just you just like shoot people like it's just a third person. You like auto lock on. You don't even have to aim. It's like lock on. You hold the button. He shoots them. And I'm like, oh. This sucks. Fun. I don't this isn't enjoyable actually at all. Uh but cloud, you like run around, you slash people, and you can like switch stances. So he's got like a fast stance and a slow stance that does more damage. It's really flashy and pretty. I, I had fun with it. I'm excited for the full version to come out.
1: Is this also just like a remake, remaster?
3: Uh I mean it's a remake in the same way Resident Evil 2 is a remake. Like okay. same characters and plot, but like the gameplay is so radically different that it's basically a new game.
1: Got it. Okay. Cool. Um, can we talk Overwatch for a second?
2: That be a <sighs> sure. Yeah. Do we have to?
1: I mean, we probably mm. should. We All probably right. should talk Owen about... Owen
3: doesn't want to talk about Overwatch. Are you okay?
4: But look, there's, <laughs> there is... A a lot of bad that we're about to talk about and, and something that's going to be overly broken that we're going to talk about. I and mean, that's going to be broken. If he doesn't want to talk about overwatch, but then I realized that's because overwatch is broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess to, to catch, you know, our, our listeners up here, um, they did introduce hero bands into overwatch. Cause we haven't talked about that, you know, fully. Um, and basically every week at the start of the week, they just kind of make up some random goddamn characters that they feel like shouldn't be played that week. And they're like, yeah, you can't play these characters because we say so. And if you're playing ranked, you can't play those characters. And that's just the way that is. Um, I The idea of it was so that way you couldn't just keep doing the same meta. Uh, but it's... I don't quite get it just because of the fact that, yes, you stop people from playing, like, the best meta for the patch. But then there's, like, the best meta for the patch minus those characters. And everyone just plays that then. It just takes a day for them to figure out what that is. So that doesn't really stop people from just playing the same comp over and over and over again. And also, it just kind of sucks when it's the characters that you're good at. And then you're just like, oh, I guess I just don't play competitive this week because my like three best healers are all banned because they thought that was a good idea one week and i'm just like cool why ban all of your supports when you only have five of them to begin with I mean, doesn't it but... i just
3: want to offer a counterpoint to that so goats was the main meta and the worst meta in my opinion for like months hero bans are week to week so like even if it's like Oh dude, like like last patch, the band everyone was stunned, so it was like, oh man, Genji's really good. So Genji gets to be good for a week. But now he's not. The different bands. Now hit scanner banned. So fair is really good. So like even if it's not your week, it's a week instead of like when Goats was big. If you wanted to play Genji, you got to eat shit. Like you got <laughs> to true. eat shit for months. Because Brig was big and Ryan was big, and you cannot interact with those characters if you are Genji.
1: You will get shit on. I so
4: thought. The, no, go ahead, Aaron. Are,
1: are, are, is the point just basically to balance out uh, different play styles and keep player retention? Is that like. I think the idea was
3: that people were, and again, I think it was mainly Goats. Double Barrier yeah. was also pretty bad at this. Yeah, where people were like, I am tired of playing the same thing over and over and over again. We figured out that Goats was the best. Everybody just plays Goats. And if I don't play Goats, I feel like I'm throwing. Mm -hmm. and people are like i want to play you know i want to play genji i want to play soldier but those characters are really bad right now and they're like okay we'll just spice things up constantly that is a weird way to go
4: it it is it is a weird way and i also just feel like at least from my own perspective i have had a lot of games recently that like I, I, and I attribute this to the hero bands and maybe there, it's more of a uh, correlation than causation, but there is a lot of people that just either straight up throw matches now much more than they used to or are uh, just quit, you know, because they want to play that character that is banned. And they're just like, well, I can't play Genji. So bye. And they just like quit the game after the other character that they play gets countered. What? Why would they queue up? I don't know, but. It tells you when you log on. <laughs> that's who's that's banned. L- that's literally half of my games aren't even won by playing anymore. It's just which team has the person that quits. And it's very weird because it's a very stagnant increase. Um, like, when, it's noticeable. When was this? <laughs> when were you playing? Good question. Uh, last week and a bit this week. Because mm-hmm, they yeah. were DDoSed very recently.
0: Run so
2: people would with just, just drop out of our games. group.
4: Yeah, Caleb. <laughs>
3: <Not my laughs> no,
0: like we def lost a cop match because Caleb got disconnected and it wouldn't let him reconnect. Mm. Yeah,
3: like the servers have been a absolute nightmare recently.
4: They've been pretty bad. Uh, I think the to the the one last point that I want to say about the the weird hero bands kind of things that they do is also that those at least while it was happening we're also affecting um uh, Overwatch League yeah and yeah and i just thought that was the, the weirdest thing uh, just because it's kind of like okay cool so you have this team that has like the best hanzo in the entire league but this is the week that hanzo's banned So they just can't play Han like like it's it's a weird thing. You remember when goats was
3: big (laughs) and some team had the best Genji in the league and he was benched because he wasn't Genji wasn't banned, but he was banned,
4: right? Like we can all
3: agree he was banned.
4: But but also the other thing is, is that there was no money involved during that time frame. And now there is what
3: do you mean if there was I no spend money involved. 70
4: fucking dollars to go see the Washington Justice play and I don't get to see Corey play Hanzo why the fuck did I just spend 70 goddamn dollars
3: okay like, but let's say you spend 70 goddamn dollars and Corey goes oh I feel like playing soldier today
4: I mean that's fine But I I just kind of feel like it's one of those things of just, like, if you have the one, you know, if this person is known for playing this character really goddamn well, and I'm paying money now to see them play that character live, but you just arbitrarily decided that that's the week that that player doesn't get to be good. I think that's just the dumbest thing in the world, because then I'm just like, well, why did I then spend money to see this live when I don't get to see my team compete at their all-time prime like yes you're right you know other people get to shine and do other stuff which is kind of neat but at the same time like me as a paying consumer i now don't get to see the thing that i'm paying for because i bought those tickets you know months ago when there wasn't a ban list or you didn't tell us what the ban list is like it just seems weird and i also feel like that seems weird in a way of counting like how are you going to count those matches? Because, like, I think Washington Justice could beat this one team if they didn't have that same set of bans, but that doesn't happen. And so then they lose because of the, you know, those bans are a little bit harsher against the Justice than they are the other team. And that's, like, what gets counted in the record. And, like, it just... I mean I feel like that always, since they're
3: balancing the game live, like, you remember when they just threw in oh, yeah. new Hanzo at yeah. the end of season I, one? And it was like, oh, why do we it, even play other games? It's all about who is the
4: best Hanzo in the last 30 seconds. That That is also my complaint about how they've done the league in general, though. It's just like, you can't, you know, uh, unlike a normal sport that has a defined set of things, and you play by those rules and that's the defined set of the rules and how you play and the positions that people play in and everything it just seems like every week they just make up random shit and they're like oh well we patched stuff so now it's completely different i mean like i i feel like it's just it would be the same as like if you were playing basketball and they say Okay, hey. So this week it's only going to be four people on each team on the court, and you only get three point shot. Uh, you only three pointers, and you can't do any layups. You know
1: that would make I, basketball a lot less boring. It I would. mean,
4: <laughs> sure. Which I but, think is a point for esports. <laughs> <I>, it just <laughs> seems weird. It just seems super weird that you just like make up something random and you don't know what you're going into because like if you built a team or you have players that are really good at layups and now they can't do things and you're like, all right, neat. Now what?
1: I get it. I mean, if it's a sense that like you're paying people to play a game in order to win, to make money, you're going to be frustrated if it's a scenario where it's like all of a sudden we're outplayed because, or we're outpaced because we have this one guy who's super excellent at this character and he's no longer good. Well, the other thing is maybe think about having players that are more effective at more positions. If you just oh, have yeah. somebody who's only good at one position and that's his whole role on the team, at some point, the mechanics of the game are going to change. Whether or not it's to stabilize uh, esports play or it's just literally because somebody doesn't, you know, the, the, one of the devs doesn't like the mechanics of how one of those heroes plays and they decide it's time for a change. At some point, it's going to change. So having somebody who's only effective at that player, it, it's just putting you in a bad position at the uh, like, over long periods of time.
0: Also... A lot more boring just to watch the, the team that you like
1: whenever. watching and they play those same characters all the time.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. And you know but, the ones that are good at that. And it's like, yeah, I've seen or, him play this a ton of times and he's really good at it.
3: Alternatively, when the meta is not in their favor and whoops, your team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I throw a whole part now.
4: Yeah. And I think that's exactly the thing that I like, you know, was such a problem with the league last year was the fact that it was just like, hey, it's just goats and then all of a sudden at the end they were just like okay now goats is not a thing and all of a sudden all of the teams that like you saw the teams that were good because they were able to balance multiple things and then you saw some teams that were in the playoffs that were only good because of goats and then just got dunked on because they couldn't play anything other than goats and then you had teams that were bad at goats that all of a sudden were just amazing the Washington Justice. And it's just like, man, if you didn't have GOATS for the entire goddamn second season, they would have been much higher than where they, you know, where they ended up. Oh, and is this just all about the
1: Washington Justice for you? <laughs> no, it's just that's the team that I watch. I
4: don't watch anybody know, else. Know. And so that's the team that I know the most about. Um, like, I just, it just feels like I, I get it on one hand, but on the other hand, it's just like, yo, if I see the, you know, New York Excelsior play, like, i want to see jonak playing zen like i just i do i want to see him kick ass at zen because that's what he's known for
1: i mean i I think the same thing happens in other esports too i mean there are definitely players that i want to see play in dota if i'm watching professional play i i want to watch seb play axe i want to watch god play um storm spirit i want to watch sumail play i mean honestly pretty much anybody Uh, but I mean, there are, there are people I want to watch play, but I also, I, there's like a level of appreciation when I see somebody who gets pushed into a position that they don't normally play and they perform well. Yeah. I know they're not just good at that one subset of characters. I know they're also just mechanically talented at the game, which to me means it has, it holds a lot more weight than somebody just being significantly better at morphling than every other morphling player in the game cool i guess but if you understand the mechanics i get it you're just significantly better than most players uh speaking of heroes that may be better than other heroes <laughs> can we talk about yeah. echo for a second yeah dude let's all let's never echo. stop talking about echo she's so fucking cool <laughs> echo, <laughs> echo
4: is fucking insane it
1: is a really cool concept who i mean somebody can describe what's so
4: echo is a new dps role uh, or uh you know character for overwatch and you have a left click which is a kind of like ball that it fires out and uh does some damage you have a right click that kind of is a row of sticky grenades that explode and you know you can aim them and like it just fires all of them off in a row and it does a, a more damage than your left click there is a another one that is a beam similar to symmetra's but it only fires off for a couple of seconds rather than just being able to hold it down for what seems like almost eternity with symmetra or zarya uh like it just keeps going this one only is for a couple of seconds and then the new things is that she has a dash that she can go any direction, including the air, and can pretty much hover and kind of glide around the air. It, it it's a very different feeling than Farah, but it's also like another it's gonna be another character that's gonna be, you know, flying around and it has that kind of verticality that Farah has. And then the most important part is it has one of the most interesting and yet i would think busted alts in the entire game which is you can copy another character that's on the field and then get alt charge at some insane rate i think it's 500 percent it's it's uh, uh, there's no I way 50. 650 oh, 650, oh, 650. Oh, 650. Okay. yeah that makes there you a lot go. more sense uh yeah so basically you know if there is a mccree on the field I can instantly change into McCree. I then can gain alt charge by hitting someone with two shots and then fire off the alt. And then after that, the, the 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 alt lasts for, I think it's 15 seconds. So as many alts as you can possibly fire off in that time frame with the character at that much speed.
1: And I would almost say McCree may even be... Not the best example here. It's probably a bad yeah. choice. Yeah, um, decree would be a bad choice. About, like a Reinhardt duplication? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, another uh, AoE instant stun. shatter. You yeah. have, I mean, instant grav, instant multiple grabs in one. a row. Pretty much anybody who has a disabling AoE, that is, I mean, it's incredible how much change in the mechanics of the gameplay her ult is going to cause. I've, I've seen, you know. in
4: ideal circumstances, I saw someone get four Hanzo ults yep Mm -hmm. i've seen ideal circumstances five uh tracer bombs
2: Mm.
4: and five tracer bombs is a lot of damage like that's that's just excessive (laughs) the the i i managed to pull off two hanzo alts and that was crazy because i was able to just fire one off and clear the point fire another one off at the spawn and delay them from being able to come back to the point that i just cleared like it is insane i watched somebody the reason why i brought up mccree is i watched somebody turn into mccree in mid-air from so they 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 saw the mccree they jumped up into the air with their their flight move and then locked on, alted so uh, into the McCree, fired a shot, and alted while they were still falling, and so they were just raining from above in a McCree alt at, like, insane speed. And it was just crazy.
0: I think the most important part that we haven't talked about is that she says the character's voice lines in her voice. It does. It's crazy. <laughs> That's really cool. It's pretty sweet. It is actually really cool.
1: It's like it is it is the uh, dota equivalent of Rubik um, with mm-hmm. with the with the um, whatever that thing's called that he wears the cape where he actually does and says the me- like he's basically showing the mechanics of the alt, but in Rubik's format
0: like more more playing than Rubik. Oh, Okay, sure. I mean, if you really want to compare,
4: there's a lead <laughs> character that literally <laughs> but, steals people's ults.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Well, that's what Rubik close.
1: does. He's stealing people's ults. I'm saying he's he's not like turning into the character, but he's definitely using their ult. Like that's the point. Either way, character seems a little bit broken. Has Jeff had anything to say about it?
4: Uh, yeah. Jeff said that this is one of his favorite characters that they've ever made. Yeah, it's because we'll push it. OP.
3: They're <laughs> nerfing her. Her Are bombs they? her bomb yeah, they just nerfed her again. Okay, uh, her cool. bombs do five less damage each per explosion. Uh so now even if you stick all the bombs, I think you do 180 damage, whereas before they would do like two something.
2: Yeah. Which is important because insta-kill.
3: most characters have 200 health. Most DPS yeah. have 200 health.
4: You you were able to literally if you could get like most of your bombs on a character, you could just take them out. It yeah. was great. You just fly in the air and just drop them. Have they they also seem to have a pretty all? decent. They have the beam, which is weird because something we didn't mention about the beam. It does like Qu- quadruple damage.
3: Yeah, it uh, targets below half health, including shields.
2: Yep. yeah That's it's like weird. it's probably
3: the strongest thing in it's, her kit which is 50 damage per bombs. second it's crazy
0: it's she 50 could also damage ult- per second when above half and then it's 200 damage per second if you're below half damn. health it's
4: crazy and uh she used to be able to ult their shields yeah they They're took that out that, that was That's probably good. a bug there's more things to nerf on her ult, i think but
3: yeah i think her ult is still weird
4: I, I will say the the other thing that they added in with the character that i think is good for both the use of echo and also uh will affect Anna players is that they now have a con an option that you can turn on that you can confirm the character that you're locked on to alt so oh. if there's like A group of five people in front of me and I'm trying to make sure that I am nanoing my Rhine instead of the Lucio that's jumping around I can now click Q it'll be like do you want to nano Rhine? And I can hit yeah. Which I feel like on one hand is kind of like making you know if you're good enough you shouldn't be hitting the Lucio in the first place but on the other hand I really like it because then the Lucio can be jumping around and you're not going to accidentally hit him. Uh, Or you know accidentally use you know being echo and alting into being a lucio instead of you know the the, the hanzo that you wanted to fire four dragons off of speaking as a lucio man i hate this change <laughs> really being <laughs> nano no
3: more my boostio. favorite thing in the world <laughs> yeah. when you're just playing and the guy who's playing Anna goes ah shit and i go boosty yo just <laughs> jump around more favorite part of the game favorite part
0: uh, the other broken thing on here is that when you ult somebody, you get full health, and then when they kill you, you just come back as yourself at full health. With full yes. health. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so wild. You don't
4: just get full health when you take over somebody. You get their full health.
0: Yeah. Yep. So
4: if
1: you're Ryan, you get a ton of health. Yeah. Come on, guys. That seems super balanced. Get out of here. Do you, do you also get his armor? Yeah. Wow, that's
4: awesome. so.
0: you can turn into a monkey and then ult, and, and then I'll have like a freaking buttload of HP and they finally whittle through all of it. And then you just return more. as echo and you fly away. Yep. <laughs> it's stupid.
3: Wow. Before we move on, I have one other thing I want to point out. Why is Blizzard or Overwatch specifically being so weird about like black women? Because there's two kind of in the game, but they're both robots. And I feel like it's really weird. Like, <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird to me. Not thought what about is,
2: that What's Sojourn? Echo. A-
3: Echo is, if you watch the cinematic, it's a black lady who's the doctor, but she mm-hmm. dies, and right. now she's oh, right. an Omnic. And Orissa was built by Effie, who's mm-hmm. like an African little girl, but she's not in the game. The robot is. I feel like it's really <laughs> weird that they did that twice. Yeah. Like, once was weird to me, but
4: now twice. And I'm like, wow, that's I don't like that. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe actually have. Well, I mean, they have the. the... We know the character exists and is in Overwatch 2,
0: the the um... yeah, Sojourn. Sojourn. Yeah, Sojourn.
3: yeah. She, she ain't in this game that I'm playing right now. That's true. Yeah. But two robot ladies are.
0: Also, they've pretty much said that Echo's the last hero for Overwatch 1.
3: Yeah. She's, yeah, the, really? she's the last one of the year.
0: Yeah, for at least the rest of the year.
3: Well, but I mean, oh, yeah, I guess that,
0: overwatch one, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Usually they release one like every four months or so. Something like that.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know that they're currently going through archives and we didn't get any new like PVE content with Can't archives. Didn't get new anything. Yeah. Besides not new anything in a long time. But, I, but I was like, it's probably because any new things that they are doing is being thrown into Overwatch 2 rather than being like, hey, here's some DLC.
1: Um, let's step out of video games here for a second and talk about a couple of films that uh, some of us have watched that over the last couple of days You want to talk um, about men in black international again? Yes, <laughs> I most it. importantly. Yes, please uh, But since we've already talked about that once I think i'll just skip how amazing that movie was so good Seriously and, and move it. on to some others. Uh a couple of things specifically kind of um completely different in terms of uh, the just the pure quality of the film uh, we Alex and I both watched uh, Bloodshot and Guns Akimbo. And if you don't know anything about either of these movies, Bloodshot is essentially just Dominic Toretto. After he dies from Fast and the Furious, he comes back <laughs> as a super soldier who has nanites and uh, just kills his a bunch blood of is people. nanites. His blood is pure nanites.
0: It's, it's oh. amazing.
3: How does he feel about Coronas, though? Uh,
1: nothing affects him. He just gets tired of occasion. Family? He just gets tired. Not well, he doesn't even know who his family is, his memory's erased. My god. A family, I know, the thought
0: is heavily based around him trying to get revenge for his perceived family.
1: Okay. Perceived okay.
3: perceived. That's close enough. No one in Fast and Furious is actually re- well, okay, some of them probably are. I'm not up <laughs> on my Fast and Furious Laura, I'm gonna level with you.
1: He has a sister. Mm. Yeah. I think that's but- his only actual family. Although, if you ask Alex, they're, they're all his family.
0: If you ask family. him,
4: they're all his family. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Han. Oh, all man. the
0: actors in real life are his family. According Except, to Vin You know, <laughs> you know the
4: ones that he yells at. Except for the Rock. In, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Rock and him don't get along, apparently. Which makes it very sad because it's worse off for the movies.
1: Um, Alex, maybe you can explain your favorite part of this movie in terms of like the verticality of fight scenes of bloodshot
0: yeah um i don't know there's a couple of parts in that movie that they straight up lifted from dragon ball z i think
2: <laughs> where he just that's like what i was looking for
0: he's like way in the air and he like punches a dude really hard into the ground that is so common <laughs> that's nothing <laughs> that's like, it's
3: like he punches a guy it's like uh some dragon ball z move yeah but Ghost it's like punches a guy
0: it's What's Goku a... like slamming a dude into the ground and then like the ground like crumpling and their body being like in a crater.
1: I felt like it wasn't even like he would just like punch him into the ground. I felt like it was they were both falling and somehow Dominic Toretto accelerated until he got to the other person, <laughs> punched him in the face, or no, punched him in the chest, and then that dude accelerated and hit the ground and created a crater.
0: You know what's bad is I can't tell you his actual character's name.
1: Correct! Because it's Dominic Toretto! (laughs) He doesn't even know what his character's name is. It's not Bloodshot? That's just just his eyes red at one point. That's it. That's purely it.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Alternatively, his name is Ray.
0: You have to tell
3: me. Please tell me Guns Akimbo is good. I want that movie to be so good.
0: Man, Bloodshot's (laughs) so much better than Guns Akimbo. Oh!
2: My heart Akimbo Akimbo is,
0: so
4: bad. Is, is absolute it? garbage, man. That sucks.
2: It I wanted was... that movie to be good, Whew, man. man they so try to I. do
0: like edgy gamer humor. Oh, that's you've, okay. you've
2: and, lost and, me. And it's so
0: was
1: why it's bad. Speaking of gamer humor, it was like nearly on par with you remember that Gerard Butler movie, Gamer? Oh, oh dude, it's man, my favorite movie as a gamer, <laughs> <laughs> nearly on par.
0: They start the movie with trying to explain how he's a troll hunter, so he like goes online and picks fights with trolls. And he just like <sighs> does mean comments at people on the internet. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> what it okay. wow. I mean, sure. but he's
0: not a troll, he's a troll hunter. Yeah, sure. yeah, big
1: difference, big difference.
0: Gosh, so and he's literally in his underwear on his couch like typing mean comments on the internet. Wow, I'm it's like, like looking me. in a mirror with your guns <laughs> in the <middle. laughs> The movie was
1: just bad. Don't watch it. It's a waste of time. Can, can you at least explain the
3: premise? Because I think I'll enjoy that. Maybe the premise more is, than the movie.
1: There is this uh, organization slash, basically it's an app where people have essentially like murder battles. And you're trying to fight your way to the top. What's the name of the thing? Schism. Schism. That's right. And it's basically a bunch of, it's not like normal people. It's not like Nerve where it's like an app and you accept and then you like as a normal as a normie, you go fight someone. No, this is like mostly criminals, people in the underworld, people so who have already like, committed murder. So it's like gamer.
0: Yeah, yeah it's like
4: gamer. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just and they
0: live it's stream literally it and gamer. like like thousands of people watch the live streams and are like, oh, yeah, I'm into murder.
1: OK, they're talking about how like this is the biggest thing to ever come across the Internet. And they show the first stream time and it's like 25,000 viewers or something.
0: That's not I'm even like, a wow. Huge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I know. Serious. Oh. And then man. there's a
0: there's a part towards the end of the movie where he's literally doing nothing interesting at all and it skyrockets to 7 million viewers or something. And I'm like, "Why?" It was 400,000 viewers a minute ago when he was like in a fight and now he's just like just hiding in a dumpster. Wait, and they got seven million people watching him.
3: We haven't even gotten to the part where why I thought this movie would be good.
0: So he's a troll hunter, right? So he goes on the schism site and he says mean things about the schism people. And so they're like, hey, like track that guy's IP and go to his house. <laughs> oh, and, and bolt guns to his hand. Speaking of which,
1: it is. That's the other thing. First of all, bolting guns to hand may be the most interesting part of the movie. They literally just bolt guns to his hand. Cool. The other thing about this movie. Everything is hackable in like two seconds. Yes. It does not even matter what it is. He shows up at his work and he's like, hey, my phone was hacked. Can you reverse engineer it so I can turn the hack on and off at any one point? And the guy's like, (laughs) I don't know. Actually, yeah, let me take care of it. Three seconds later, he's like, okay, done
0: he doesn't that's even ask him about that the guy's just like oh you're hacked let me look at your phone and he plugs it in and he's like oh yeah here it is the virus <laughs> here is the and hack. he's like i can remove it or i can install a button where you can turn it on or off at will Why that's what it, would it was yeah
3: want that? Because he can cause... like
0: lure people to specific locations. <laughs> yeah, because
1: he has to kill people. That's just, its so dumb.
0: He's like, yeah, I just totally reverse engineered this virus on site. <laughs> oh, wow.
3: <laughs> Maybe it's just that
1: good. You don't know. Oh, movie is and terrible. also
0: schism is apparently hacked every camera in the country.
1: Every camera. So Everybody's can cell broadcast phone, stuff. Every device. All street
0: cameras. All cell. Phone. Everything. There's like four different p- parts of the movie where they're like, "We need to know where this person is. Hack their cell phone." Wait, what? Just
1: instant, instant <laughs> just remotely,
0: hack. remotely police hack the cell phone of the person that you don't know. Poli- yeah, the police have a button on their computers that they can press to hack cell phones.
2: <laughs>
1: yep, didn't even know their <laughs> phone number. I'm they am installing the virus remotely. They just point at someone. They go like, "Hack their cell phone." They push a button on the computer, and their cell phones instantly hacked. Don't even know the number. Oh. I kinda okay. thought it would just be like a
3: crank situation where like a right? guy gets guns bolted to his hands and now he's just like nope. gotta live a day with guns
1: for hands. I mean, it was legit, like if have you seen Nerve?
3: I have not. Okay. Nor kind okay, full disclosure, I haven't actually seen Gamer.
2: Okay. Well, so don't
1: compare it to that either. That's okay. Nerve is somewhat of a similar concept. It's like an yes. app where people are like do you want to make money off of this? And you say yes or no. And then you like slowly move up as people are like picking things for you to do. And you make more and more and more and more money. And a lot of it becomes super dangerous. This is similar concept in that there's like this background organization who has an app. There's sort of this shadow organization. And ultimately the goal is to just stop them. This is just so much worse than what Nerve is. So much worse.
0: It's funny that you mentioned Crank because I read a review right after watching the movie. Because of course, I went and looked at reviews after that. Uh, it was just like, this is not Upgrade, this is not Crank, this is garbage. <laughs> mm, so sad. Like, yep, I feel that because Upgrade's awesome. also pretty good. I was about to mention Upgrade,
2: but yeah, that was good. Uh, well, speaking
1: of uh, things was... that <laughs> that are garbage, let's talk about cats for a second. Yeah, Nolan. thank you.
2: Uh, Why? I was, Why? Who the same put way I was that in
1: debate. there?
4: uh i I watched cats over the weekend because I'm at home, and I decided that It'd you make be bad a good decisions idea. to yeah. get very inebriated uh and see how bad cats actually is. I don't understand why, but that's fine L- let me let me just say, wow, just I am so impressed to whoever got all of that green lit because I don't understand how i really don't it is probably the worst thing in the entire world i don't understand how any part of that movie was ever made and anyone thought this is a good idea because it's just not the plot is nonsensical the choreography is bad the shots are also very bad because they were like hey you know what's going to make this core- choreography better if we cut like 50 times while they're spinning so then you're just confused at what you're looking at and it's just also just weird because the things that you are looking at is just horrifying half of the time and just awkward i didn't ever need to see someone like who i thought was a cat like unzip themselves and then come out in a different cat. I don't oh know.
0: It's,
4: yeah, it's just weird. It's just really weird and bizarre and how's, super goddamn. How's Taylor
0: Swift's cat boobs though? Uh, let me just say,
4: <laughs> not as good as I was hoping. <laughs> I was I was really hoping that she would kind of maybe like have a decent uh, role in the film. The same with Idris Elba. Uh, and and no. Uh, also, I discovered that <laughs> there's. This first of all, it's just weird that everyone's nuzzling each other a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's also really weird that everyone was nuzzling Judy Dench, and we're like, Can we can you please stop nuzzling her? Like, this is just weird. Like she she is a very acclaimed actress, and everyone's nuzzling her, and this is just awkward. And so, like, the, the nuzzlings were just already just like, please stop. And there's kind of like a romance between these two characters, kind of like one of those, they threw it in there because they thought, hey, yeah, there's a romance here, like just kind of out of nowhere kind of things. And they look at each other as the sun is rising. And I was like, for the love of God, do not kiss, do not kiss, do not kiss. And instead of nuzzled. And that was just worse. Well, so <laughs> you you didn't get what you asked for though. I did you did, and I, asked for it. I realized I was wrong. <laughs> mm. I was like go back to kissing. Just please kiss. <laughs> like that would have been so much less creepy than what I just witnessed.
0: Did you guys see that um popular tweet that went around about this movie a few days ago? What from are talking about? Cast.
3: This is the news to me.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm going to read the tweet verbatim because it's amazing. Please. Um a VFX producer friend of mine was hired in November to finish some 400 effects shots on the Cats movie. His entire job was to remove the CGI buttholes that had been inserted a few months before, <laughs> which means that somewhere out there, there exists a butthole cut of Cats. Mm.
3: You know, I did actually hear about this.
2: hmm And that was that was
4: the reason why we kind of looked at it. We were like, hey, maybe we should uh, watch how bad this thing is, even without the butthole cut. And let me tell you, there's a lot of butt shots. And so there there's definitely a butthole cut out there. Like (laughs) it is 100 percent plausible after seeing the amount of butts in that movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, there definitely would have been a butthole right there. Like you could tell. And I was like, all right, so probably a thing that we'll see in the near future. At least I kind of hope. Listen,
1: <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes to gave hope. it a really, really nice twenty percent—a cool twenty percent, a crisp twenty percent. Yeah, that,
3: On, that's like a twenty percent though, out of like a thirty percent total. Oh, that's
4: oh, yeah, out of a yeah, hundred, yeah. but seventy is the highest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. On the opposite end of the spectrum, we just recently started uh, Caleb's coined Cultural Appropriation Nights. No, nope, no, nope. um, And <laughs> yes. as a part of Cultural Appropriation, we watched our first movie, which was Parasite, uh, which, if you have not seen this movie, absolutely phenomenal. Very, and very good.
0: Has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. We should explain to people that don't live with us where it's cultural appreciation nights and we have a funny joke where we call it cultural appropriation nights. Okay, it's that's a I said it wrong one You're
3: going to have to believe them that it's very funny. I still don't
1: <laughs> get it, but they tell me every time that it's funny. Yep. Sure. Well, regardless, if you have not seen Parasite, uh, really, really just phenomenal film. Um, one of the first movies I saw from this director was, um, wow, Snowpiercer which I love that movie. Uh, This is a good like next step. It won four. I always get them wrong. Oscars. Yep. You are correct. I always get the awards wrong. Uh, But anyway, make sure you take a watch that movie. It's it's phenomenal. That is on my list of things to do this weekend. Cool. While you have plenty of extra time, which you don't (laughs) normally have during your week, even though you're stuck inside. Uh, Board game stuff. Let's talk real quick about some board games. Yeah, yeah.
4: Let's talk about some board games. Uh, so Magic has been talking about all of their new products, and I think one that I really have gravitated towards, and I think is very interesting, is they are coming out with a set that is called Jumpstart. Uh, the idea is is that you buy two boosters of this set, uh, and each booster is a set of twenty cards and you shuffle the both of your boosters together you have a 40 card deck and you play there's apparently 117 different lists of cards that those boosters can be and so there's like just i don't know someone do the math out there there's a lot of possible combinations of shit that exists
2: yeah that's the math Uh, right there a lot
4: 118 um (laughs) and so I kind of, I really like the idea of this because of the fact that you don't have to previously already own any sets of magic. You don't have to, you know, deck build. You don't have to know anything about drafting and cues and draft. It's literally just, I'm going to open these two things up. You're going to open those two things up. We're going to put them together. We're going to play each other and it's going to be a balanced match. And I think that's kind of cool. Uh, The they, they also had a, it's not a mechanic, but one of the other things that they're doing is that, um, the boosters are double sleeved. So like the outside booster will just look like a regular booster pack kind of thing. And then when you open that up, you'll have a card in it. Uh, you'll, you'll have a, a, another sealed package. And that sealed package has a card that tells you what the theme is of those 20 and what the color is. And that's it. And so, in theory, if you did have a number of people over, you could open up ten of these. Or, I guess, twelve of these, to make things even. Um, you know, you open up twelve of these, you put them all out. And so you've got, you know, unicorns, goblins, you know, bad guys, uh, life gain. And so you'll have, like, the names of all of these things. And then you just go, okay, I want to do the unicorns and vampire deck and so you grab those two things and then that's going to be the thing that you do and you can shuffle them together Mm. um so you can kind of like have some themes and things that you're somewhat interested in but i just think that's a really cool way of doing magic of just kind of getting people interested in it and just being like hey you can just you don't have to worry about it you can just put these two things together and start playing um which is kind of how I always want magic to be is because I feel like a lot of my friends would actually enjoy playing magic if they didn't have to worry about building decks and like you know knowing how to build decks and things like that if they could just grab something and play and that's what this is so I was like cool that's neat and I think that's a thing that is going to be interesting to see how that affects um kind of like in game stores and if people gravitate to it or if magic players are going to be like no i want to build my decks and fuck this shit
1: Hmm. um also to mention we have been playing a little bit of gloomhaven i am a little bit yeah
3: can i say how upset i am gloomhaven (sighs) was i thought we had a thing where everyone bought it but nobody played it and we all just pretended like it was still the best game ever. But now it's like,
2: oh, we played it. Here's how it works.
3: And I'm like,
4: ugh. There's a guy who's planning to play
3: it also. Hey, nothing has come of that. And you guys broke it first. <laughs> I'll have you know.
4: All all I'm saying is I'm waiting for my invite. I haven't, I haven't seen anything in the mail. Move to Kansas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gotta get into the, the horizon house. It's very important. Gotta join mm-hmm. the horizon house. Um, we have played since March sixth seventeen Gloomhaven scenarios. Holy hands. crap. Mm-hmm. You guys okay? No. Probably should. Uh I think just in combination of us all being in the same place and also what's going on right now, it's a lot easier to just be like, Hey, we're not doing anything. Want to play some Gloomhaven? Ah, yeah. oh, sure, I guess. that's fine and yep. here we are i will say again love hate relationship with that game but there are a lot of really cool aspects of just what gloomhaven is it's like such i mean it's an enormous box we've only played with the three starting characters that we started with and we've played 17 scenarios and there's how many total almost 20 characters i don't
2: think there's that there's 16. Many,
1: but- 16? Okay.
2: And what, there's 90 none.
0: some scenarios?
2: 96,
0: yeah. I think. It's cool, though. We, I mean, there is definitely a story progression. We did some major event type stuff already. Mm-hmm. We did the, like, the major event type stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to no really spoil, spoil anything in the narrative, but there's definitely, like, branching paths and, uh, some cool decision making stuff and also just like learning your character is pretty cool and learning the other characters that you're playing with because it's like when we first started we had no idea what we were doing and it's got to the point where it's like if Caleb says he's going pretty early in the initiative, you can pretty much pinpoint at what time he's gonna go so you can know like, oh I need to play this card so that I can go just after him but before the monsters potentially to make sure I get his buff. And it's like little things like that that are coming together pretty nicely. It seems to work pretty good.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Last but not least, let's talk a little bit about uh, some Star Wars, Owen, since you were going to talk about this earlier.
4: Yeah. So the reason why I'm on a Star Wars kick is uh, a couple of, I mean, I guess, yeah, six weeks ago, uh, back in February, uh, I went to Star Wars World, a.k.a. Black Spire Outpost uh, out in Disneyland. And... I just have to say it is probably one of the coolest goddamn things I have done in my lifetime. Um, the world itself is just very well built. It like the second that you walk in, uh, you know, you're in Star Wars and you feel like you're in Star Wars. You see the ships, that makes you know, me feel like Star Wars. It, like, <laughs> <that's> just, <laughs> there I, it I, is. It's just, it's just, I don't know, man. Like there, there was just something about it that I just was like, this is like just so absolutely cool of seeing all of these things. I also, um, there was a, like a book that they, uh, they wrote to kind of like give some story to Black Spire Outpost and like why it exists and why, you know, Millennium Falcon is there and all this other stuff and how it ties into the Star Wars canon. And so I ended up reading that. Uh, before going to kind of give myself an idea of like what I was seeing and I think that was definitely the way to go because I they caught some small things so that like other people uh, didn't and I was like oh you know this is a really neat thing that they added into the line that if you read the book you would know like what that like why that's there uh, in the shop or anything like that but there is an experience that you can do uh, where you build and craft your own lightsaber which was like its own like kind of theatrical production and um it was just 100% worth every single penny that I paid to do that um uh, also the lightsaber is like the hilt is metal which I didn't realize until I was building it because I thought it was just kind of being some like durable plastic kind of things but as I was holding the pieces of metal and screwing them into each other and I was like oh this thing's metal and it has like weight to it and this feels like, like a Spider-Man. lightsaber, no. <laughs> it looks like a lightsaber.
1: Um, so, so
4: you thought you were paying three hundred dollars for a piece of plastic? I, I mean, I thought that's I, the takeaway. I, I, I honestly <laughs> did, and the experience of it. The experience was super cool. They really bring you in this room, and they talk about like you know why they, you know, the lightsabers are important, and um, like it is just the neatest goddamn thing in the entire world. Uh, and I highly recommend anyone going to do that experience by the lightsaber it's just it
1: sounds like they took the harry potter wand thing and just like made it better they did and that's exactly what it is it's like the harry potter wand thing but instead of like
4: 20 people being crowded around what like one kid that got chosen to kind of like swing their wand around mm-hmm. this is every single person that goes in gets to do that and they get their own lightsaber that's pretty cool yeah i and i ended up um going to one of the shops, ended up going to one of the shops next door because you can buy different crystals that go inside of it to change the color of your lightsaber. Uh, and I wanted my lightsaber to be yellow. Uh, the, the, I think uh, by, by far it's just a very cool thing, and uh, anyone that's a fan of Star Wars, definitely check it out. I would say that the only downside a negative uh, was our experience with Rez the Resistance. And it's just... It's a thing that Disney is now doing with all of their rides. And it's just weird. Uh, Basically, for those that don't know what it is, is that because it's a new ride, you have to have the Disney app on your phone. And you walk in and at rope drops at 8 o'clock, you know, right as the gates are open and things and you can start running around. um, You have to be on the app at exactly that moment and tap the button to reserve a spot. On the ride, uh, if you do not get a, a if you do not do it within sixty seconds, uh, it's gone. You you don't have an option to ride that ride that day.
1: I feel like they're just selling so many tickets and shoving so many people in those parks. Like yeah, you're just limited on what you can do, anyways.
4: I I, I think it. They, you know, they, then one hand, I see that their hands are tied on that, but it's just it's just a weird feeling, like when you see people upset in what is supposed to be you know the happiest place on earth and it's because of decisions that they made of like oh we're not going to have an actual queue line because like yeah it sucks that you'd wait five or six hours on like to do the pandora ride and i get that 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 sucks but if that's the reason why you're there you would wait five or six hours because that's the reason you're there. Like, someone would wait that time frame because they want to do that thing.
1: Parks are just a weird thing. Plus, they're just, I mean, who knows what's going to happen after all I mean, everything with the coronavirus. I mean, they're slowed down, clearly losing revenue. So I don't even know what's going to happen with them when they come back online. Yeah, I mean, for the first time in literal amounts of
4: decades, you know, Disney is closed up for an amount of time and not just a single day. You know, like, that's, that's weird
0: very strange and they're Um, opening back up in April rant
1: oh yeah that's right Easter weekend
0: (laughs) that is the funny joke but no I I think I was reading that they're (laughs) actually opening again what yeah
1: they're legit they're like yeah April's it it's it's done it's gonna be warm outside virus just gonna go away we're at like 80,000 we're gonna be close to zero by like uh, mid April,
0: yeah. Disneyland and Disney World are reopening April 1st. Universal Studios, oh, are in order first, what? Universal Studios is opening April 19th. I'll give you a solid doubt,
1: yeah. Press X to doubt,
0: yeah. That's not that ain't gonna happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, but Easter weekend, guys, look forward to it. It's gonna be a great reopening, it'd be a, be a great time, great time, beautiful time. Some would say, uh. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us for our 100th episode. So glad you got to hear about all of the new things we're doing, which is basically nothing. All of the great sponsorships we have, none at all. So, you know, if you're listening and you're like, hey, hey, we should try to get a mistover over mouse pad for these guys, each and every one of them. Yes. to one member. (laughs) Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Please do. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time. Don't flush that cob. 走~~, uh, 走~, 走~ This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCausland, Jake John Fetterkile, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on. One for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.
3: I don't know if we usually do like an opening bit, but I have something that's not related to video games or
1: anything that I just Mm. wanted to share. Yeah, I mean, if if you've ever listened to one of our podcasts, which I'm sure you haven't, we actually do an opening (laughs) every time. Okay, great. So
3: this, this will fit like a charm. So like coronavirus is crazy, right? And everyone is trying to get toilet paper. But our boy, Governor Mike Huckabee has a solution. I don't know if anyone has heard this. <clears throat> okay, so we tweeted this out on March 20th, Okay, six days ago. Yep. Those of us from rural South know how to handle toilet paper shortage. Eat more corn on the cob. The corn isn't important, but the cobs are free and work great.
1: Just don't flush them. <gasps> wow.
2: wow. You're
1: welcome. You First of oh. all, <laughs> lots of questions. First of all, if you're not flushing them, what do you do it? Just throwing them in the trash can? You just right compost, there, throw them man. in the dumpster. Or,
2: or is it something those. that
1: you're like, you take up to the sink, you wash it off, and you dry They're it for another round? That's the beauty. Oh, That's yeah. what you use dogs for. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, gosh.
0: If you like, this is awful. If you get some of those like skewers that you put in the side of cobs, but they have like a hook on them, you can just hang them up in the bathroom. Oh, I, I okay. don't want to hook and anywhere near <laughs> the <That> asshole done. <competition. laughs> Let me be clear yeah. about <laughs>